This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Arrested Development. That's not how it goes. I thought I could have music stuff. Alright, this came out in 19,203. Sorry, 2003. 2003 through 2005 or 6. 2003. <laughs> and then 2016 or something, it came out one more episode or season. Um, oh, you guys know who's in this. I'm not going to tell you. Michael Bluth, George Teen Wolf, Bluth. Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2. Hank. Scott Pilgrim. Um, Mallory Archer. There you go. Yep. Uh, Veeps, the press secretary, the Fonz. This is off to a great start. All right, hey. Arrested Development. Hey <laughs> yeah, Arrested Development was on Fox. Like I said during that time, apparently nobody watched it, even though it won a bunch of Emmys and was uh, canceled way too soon. And most people, I think, discovered it later on when it was on Netflix and have fell in love with it. If you haven't watched it on Netflix, mm-hmm. go do it. You won't be disappointed. I've not met anyone who doesn't like it. Some people, it's not, they don't love it like some of us, but most people, I haven't heard anybody who doesn't like it, so check it out. Also on Hulu. All right, great. Whatever. Jeez. <laughs> Hulu hate here is real. Oh, just Netflix yeah. owns them now, so. Really? Netflix owns them and it's still on Hulu? I, it was the first three seasons on Hulu. Oh, okay. Um,. All right, let's get into it. Our moments, I guess I shall go first, and there were way too many. I actually have 12 written down here, so I'm going to try to filter (laughs) this as I go. Um, I'll just start off with the chicken dance. (laughs) The the Job chicken dance, and then just running gag, he keeps doing it, and then later on, uh, Lindsay does it, and then that epic scene where all... Three of them are doing it, and the mom is too. Late. Yeah, doodle doodle do, doodle doodle do, doodle doodle. Kick it to go, kick it to go. Jachi, 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 and then Job gets so excited he comes back with a mask, and they've all stopped. Hilarious. But what does what does Michael say on, when he's like? Was it that scene or was one scene where he asks about? Uh, no, they've ever seen a chicken before. Yeah, yeah it's that scene. Has anybody yeah. in this family ever see, even seen a chicken before? <laughs> Chauncey, Chauncey, Chauncey. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> one. <laughs> Their arm movements. Ah. Yeah. So, chicken dance. Mm-hmm. That's my number seven. Alex. My number seven is Tony Wonder. Really? It pretty much just guest stars in in general, but yeah, Tony Wonder just stuck out because 
Did somebody say Wonder? It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magician. His last name is Wonder. Her stage name is, you know, Tony Wonder. And then every time he schedules a meeting, he waits, like, <laughs> in a cramped space somewhere until somebody says, oh, I wonder where he's at. And then, poof, puff of smoke comes out. Did somebody say Wonder? <laughs> Yeah, like that one time you see him hiding out in the dumb waiter for like hours, just waiting yeah. to make that joke. Like, oh, you got a piece of salad. Something on your shoulder. There, ta-da. Yeah. He, he and he's always going, yeah, ah, ah. And he pulls a piece of bread yeah. out of his chest. And Buster's like, waiting. oh, it's so nice and warm. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, Scott, number seven. Ugh, Jesus, Scott. it's the first one. Whatever. Uh, it's got a general thing throughout the series, but all the dumb names crack me up. Uh, Tobi- Tobias Funke. Uh, Junke. Junke. Uh, jo- Job Gob Bluth. Uh, who else? And Veal. Uh, Kitty Sanchez, uh, just a bunch of names. George Michael, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was the other George Michael, the singer, songwriter, pop star, George Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob Lobla. Yeah, Bob Lobla's Loblog. Gene Parmesan. Yeah, just, uh, there's, and more, uh, but just, they gave a bunch <laughs> of character, re- re- recurring characters, dumb names. Terry Crews was Herbert Love. Yeah. Wasn't there Nichol Bluth, which was Lindsay, is like, her original name was Nichol. Didn't they do that? No, that was Michael's name on his birth certificate. They put an N instead of an M. It was Nichol Bluth. I thought it ended up being Lindsay. No? I thought there was some weird thing there. Anyway. Yeah. Something. Name. What was uh the lawyer's Buster. name? Uh, Bob Loblaw. No, Being the, the Fonz. Yeah. Zuckercorn. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Zuckercorn. Zuckercorn. I'm looking at the IMDb listing. You just saw the goofy names. Buster. Joe. They're trying to kill baby Buster. <laughs> George Michael. Yeah. What thing about George Michael is that's actually uh, like Michael's fault and not the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all kind of... Yeah, because... Job is his real name is George something Bluth. There he's named after you know other Bluths. So it's think, Oscar, isn't it? Yeah, George Oscar Bluth. So that's why okay. he wanted to name you know George Michael after his dad and himself, George Michael Bluth. Yep. Still didn't come so out right. <laughs> yeah, dumb names. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, my number six would have to be. The whole Anne, plant, egg, her, the running gags with Anne. <laughs> Way to plant, Anne. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite favorite jokes. And just the concept. Like she comes her? in mayonnaise and she eats it. She calls it a mayonnaise. It's so adorable. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. So why don't you and egg just run along over there? <laughs> okay, it's, it's Anne. Yes. What's and then just every time her, what, she got she funny or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if this was a conscious decision, but uh, 
for people that noticed, Anne was played by one actress in one episode, and then she became, after that one episode, it was the Anne that we know now from uh, Fourth of July movie, Independence Day. Oh, okay. And Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. And in like a, a little bit, this is why I think it might not be a coincidence, but Michael's uh, soap opera girlfriend, she was played by a different act- actress first. Marta. Was, yeah, Marta. And she was smoking hot. And then she was still kind of hot, but not as hot as the first one after that. Mm-hmm. She was the girl from The Mummy. The good mummy movies, not Tom Cruise mummy. So, so I'm looking Where's up the... Mummy? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's back. I'm looking up the, the first uh, Anne Beale here. Yeah. She was, looks like she was the girl in Caprica. I never watched it, though. I saw one episode of that. I was like, no. It's not Battlestar. <laughs> yep. All right. All the Anne jokes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> this is the one when he's... When, uh... George Bluth is a hiding up in the attic and only uh George Michael knows about it and they're they're actually down it's George's wake, I think, and they're having the party. And and Zary's like, Who's that? Oh, that's Anna, that's my girlfriend. Her? Oh yeah, she she's funny, and she's super smart. And he just he he pats him on the back. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Hey, she won right. third place in a beauty contest with a camel toe. <laughs> Yes, it's true. And then the one where uh, they're being chased by like Ice the Bounty Hunter and, and uh, <laughs> Lindsay. Goes, look, look at that guy riding the hog back there. <laughs> and Michael turns, George Michael. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm sure that made no sense, but if you've actually seen the episode, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. There's uh, a bunch of friends once and some guy just introduced his girlfriend and her name happened to be Anne and the, she had to like leave to go to work or something and then uh, they're talking about her how they seem nice how she seemed nice to whatever and my brother says who her and nobody <laughs> like I was the only one that, that heard and I was dying <laughs> oh that's good awesome alright Alex number six my number six is actually goes back to Zuckercorn. I just love his character, but the best joke is, like, the, <laughs> I guess the other lawyers, they're having some lawsuit, and the other lawyers have, like, a satellite image of some land that's supposed to not be developed or whatever. And Zuckercorn just takes a look at the picture and goes, those are balls. <laughs> yep. Those are balls. <laughs> those are balls. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> he's just trying to keep the fact that he's gay, like, away, but they're always catching it, like rest stops and stuff yeah, I was arrested at a at a rest stop yeah uh, gold I was like when he talks about not investing in the kings because he got hit in the head with the hot puck <laughs> uh, so important Fonzie makes that character plus he, ma- he makes a Fonzie joke once does Where, he? Uh, well kinda because he's in the bathroom and I th- He's not saying any dialogue, but he's in the bathroom. He's about to comb his hair, and he just goes, hey. I don't think he did Just that. like in Happy Days. He did! All right. It's awesome. <laughs> Those are balls. Those are balls. <laughs> uh, we should. We used to say that all the time. I'm going to bring it back. 
Yep. I'm trying to think of other, this other stupid stuff, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six is the uh, the outro for every episode where they said they say it in the next episode, and then they have like I don't know twenty to thirty seconds of stuff that doesn't actually get shown in the next episode. That just all kind of ties into jokes that were set up uh, throughout the previous episode shown. Oh yeah, and, gold. And they're they're always funny. There was some callback to something that happened in the episode. Uh, I always enjoy that kind of a a brief. Like it's basically a little short inside the the show. Yeah. Do, do you want to do our favorite versions of that, or that may spoil other items? Okay. Yeah, because that's you can go ahead, but that's later on my list as well. Oh, well, here's here's the thing. Uh, Might be my number one. You mentioned earlier, Jeff, that there are people out there that don't love the show as much as you guys do. Uh-huh. Um, I it never caught on with me. Like every time I watch it, it makes me laugh, and I think it's a great show. But I have not seen every episode. Um and so I could not list <laughs> list out all that stuff, but every time I see it, I like it. All right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. All right, then we'll save them for later. If you guys don't bring up this one, then I'm gonna have to mention it. Okay. Yeah. Because I just I might I might list. actually I might actually be on my list though. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm thinking about the same thing. Okay, so it's back to me now, right? Five. Um. <laughs> so this is a specific scene from a. <laughs> Specific episode. Oh god. Okay. It's when they decide to build Tiny Town to impress the Japanese investors. Oh my god. Fucking ridiculous. And the at first when Joe pitches it, pitches the idea, oh they'll fall for it, and then, you know if you squint and Lord knows they're natural squinters. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then so they do it and it's working and you see oh they're like the translation oh, they treat us with much respect and then out of nowhere comes Tobias dressed as a giant mole because he's supposed to be a mole for the for the FBI or whatever and then also out of nowhere comes George Michael with a jetpack and they're stepping all over tiny town and fighting oh god and then just the, the voiceover of Tobias these buildings aren't up to code and <laughs> That whole that whole episode, that scene leading up to it, and weren't they making Godzilla jokes and <laughs> Godzilla? And Michael tells him to stop, and then all of a sudden you hear more grunting over the side, and he goes, "I thought I told you to stop." And she, it's the mom. She's like, "What? We're out of vodka?" Anyway, that's it. Number five for me. Tiny Town. Nice. Alex. My number five is just <laughs> the whole Gene Parmesan. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like, oh, you should hire Gene Parmesan. He's the best. And he was kind of, he's a private detective, for those not in the know. He was really good. <laughs> but he'd also, he'd always, like, come up with these goofy disguises, and you'd never know it's him until he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, sorry, we don't want any trouble. Or maybe I do. Because I'm Gene Parmesan. <laughs> he reveals himself. <laughs> yeah, and the and mom goes, always... Ah, you got me again! <laughs> yeah. No, but his, his disguises are terrible, Alex. Yes, what are you they talking are. about? Okay. He's got like a fake mustache on his beard and stuff in one of them. Well, initially, but when he removes, when he goes to remove his disguise, that's when it becomes terrible. Uh, 
Maybe, yeah, maybe the first time. It's usually is in background and stuff. Plus, they had a callback way later, maybe in the third or fourth season, where you just hear Michael on the phone that he got some new information. All right, thanks, Gene. And then he puts down the phone. Just a little, just a little callback. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott, number five. I'm uh, number five, and this is a first of a couple of singular moments in the show. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember the context of this or what episode this was or even what was going on this episode but Michael and Lindsay are arguing in the kitchen or maybe it's uh, them and Job and I don't know what they're arguing about but in the background as they're talking Tobias just comes walking out of the chimney <laughs> like out of the fireplace <laughs> and he just comes in and throws his two cents in I, have no, I don't remember what he said but just the fact that he walks out of the chimney I was fucking dying. Like, I don't know. Like, it made no sense at all, like, in the context of, of what was happening. But he just walks out of the chimney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I may have more to say on this later. But, yes, those are... Uh, he, there's, a, there's a bunch of times where he'll just appear out of nowhere. Like he'll pop yeah. up from behind the couch or something. Or... That Tobias Fumke. Mm-hmm. Good one, Scott. All right, um, my number four now is all the failed Job magic tricks, or all his magic tricks in general, but just the, the music, the goddamn... I mean, yeah, can you now hear... Yeah, can final you now hear Final Countdown without thinking of Job? Excuse I me. didn't know that was a real song. I thought really? they just made it up for the show. I'd never heard it before. Yeah. Fucking awesome! And just his hey, and why have a hundred dollars when you can have a hundred pennies? He throws it in the air, and the stupid businessmen jump all over it. And then he he'll try to like make flame shoot out, and instead he just shoots people with lighter fluid. But where did the lighter fluid come from? <laughs> yeah, the little ball pops out of his. Hand. Um. The one where he buys a he buys a pigeon for a magic trick and he puts it down his pan <laughs> and he walks right into the door. The door won't open, so it's obviously nice. Yeah, dead bird in his pants. Uh, <sighs> he just puts it in the freezer. Yeah, and then and wanting to get in Poof magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get into this Poof. Yeah, which the cover had uh, Alex's guy Tony Wonder was on the cover. Yeah. And then he ended up being on the cover with Poof's Goof. <laughs> so, there it is. Job Bluth failed magic tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Yeah, the guy with the $1,000 shirt's gonna take fast. All right. <laughs> come on! Alex. Uh, we already covered her anvil and all her shtick. I love it. That's my number four. <laughs> all right. Scott, number four. Can't uh... Number four, this is, uh, apologies if this is further down somebody else's list, but uh, going back to Tobias and one of the outros, uh, the whole Mrs. Featherbottom gag. <laughs> yeah. For, for, I, I don't remember the reason, but for the, he he's not allowed at the house anymore with the kids or the, after the divorce or whatever, so he pretends to, to be the maid a la... Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire, so he's dressed up as a woman... And nobody's buying it. <laughs> he just goes around saying, "It's me, Mrs. Featherbottom." 
<laughs> and then at the end, he's like, no, it's actually me, Tobias. <laughs> Tobias, not now. I don't have time. It is me. It's Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> this is Featherbottom. I love that this whole thing just takes place in that that 30 second outro and it's not I don't think it's in any episodes right like, oh it is. Yeah, it is yeah oh, it is okay never mind yeah. <laughs> but the oh, time was just say about that and my next my next number on the list so and Mrs. Mrs. Featherbottom to be, to be continued <laughs> yeah same here and Mrs. Featherbottom yes. um alright uh, god I have so many on my list uh let's do alright let's just continue with so mine is pretty much Tobias as a character cracks me up. I have, I, I had like five of my items became him, his stuff. So him, the blue man group stuff, him prematurely blowing himself. However he puts it. Oh, I just blew myself. And... Yeah. This, this has got to be a better I way of saying I got that. the addition, but prematurely, yeah. seems like I prematurely blew myself. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it means, what is it? If, if it means if taking it, a it chubby, means, yeah. I'll suck it up. <laughs> uh, just so many things so his quotes the uh, this myth might be on someone else's list higher but the goddamn concept of never nude and those goddamn <laughs> jean shorts ridiculous no, have, my number three is also just Tobias in general okay <laughs> it's awesome it's like not cool huh well maybe daddy needs some new clothes to make him cooler <laughs> and he goes to the uh, S&M shop <laughs> he just goes do you have something that says leather daddy <laughs> <laughs> yes it's like, where are you going? The Gothic Castle. The Gothic Castle. That's what I said. <laughs> it's a bit of gay nightclub. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, all his innuendo. He's like, buddy, why don't you get yourself a tape recorder and, and you you just record what you're saying. Just play, play back. Think about it. And he's hearing all of his recordings. Even if it's me singing the chubby, I will suck it up. Tobias, you blow hard. <laughs> yeah, the whole anauropist thing. Yeah. Oh no, no, <laughs> it's it's pronounced anauropist. It wasn't the spelling that I was afraid of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or pronounce whatever it was. Uh, what was the book that he wrote? The man inside me. Yes, the man inside me. <laughs> then when he gets the goddamn hair transplants and they're rejecting him. <laughs> And him just being all creepy with George Michael. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. yeah. And then okay, yeah, Sky, you only missed. I saw the one feather bottom, but you, is that the same one or this one where he jumps off the balcony with? <laughs> yeah, because he got confused with Mrs. Doubtfire and uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> so he was always singing, and he tried to fly down the stairs with an umbrella. <laughs> he just whoa! He slams through the table. Oh my God. <laughs> Why don't you have a sausage in, my, in your mouth? Oh, as they say in England, my country, a banger in your mouth. Let's not have anything in anybody's mouth. Um, other Tobias stuff when he's doing the, you kind of when he's like creepily looking from the kitchen, and anytime he's like lurking in the background, always oh, just cracks me up. And uh, the time he kicks George Michael out of the band, <laughs> you're out of the band. He, Michael's so joy, Michael's so proud of himself. Yeah, because he's playing that woodblock. He's just like, he lists all the uh, what you call it. That's great. You're out of the band. 
this is gonna be a terrible episode because I'm just I'm just laughing the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> to, Tobias Fume K. Yep, number three, might as well. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Does this does this effectively hide my thunder? <laughs> <laughs> it goes to the depression, the 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 press, the blue man group that he thought was the Vegas show, <laughs> and he paints himself blue, but it's actually for like depression counseling and stuff. <laughs> Uh, I like when he tries to consult Michael and stuff. Like, look at me, I'm I'm John Wayne. I'm gonna build me an airport. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells him to calm his nerves, and he opens the refrigerator, and there's no eggs in there. Who ate my goddamn egg? <laughs> All right, last one. <laughs> oh, no. Tobias is making fun of Michael. He's like. Oh, why don't you give us some great marriage advice, Michael? Oh, wait, no, your wife is dead. And everybody just looks at him. He's like, I'm very sorry I said that. I will leave the room now. Yeah. All right, whose ever turn it is, go. Scott, number two. Uh, my number two. Whoa. Actually, number three. Yeah, number three. number three. My number three is, uh, again, I haven't seen all the episodes, but I've seen enough that I can really appreciate some of the foreshadowing they have. Um, uh, namely, what happens to Buster <laughs> with, mm-hmm. the, with the hand. How, if you look back in all those episodes, like they they basically say what's going to happen to him with the, with the whole hand thing. Uh, but I appreciate that kind of continuity in a what is effectively a sitcom. Uh, so, yeah, the, the foreshadowing, and kind of to a lesser extent, just all the the running gags they have with certain things, I, I appreciate that too. As far as the uh, the continuity again, like with the banners, uh, the stupid shit on the banners. Um, banner, Michael. <laughs> hey, look, Michael, it's banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, just the foreshadowing and the continuity. Number three. All right, I have, I have a little bit more to say about that later on my list. Okay. Yeah, me too. Excuse me. So, um, what are we on now? Number two. Number two. All right. Well, my number two, just kind of continuing off what uh, Scott just said, all the running gags of, I have just a few written down here. Uh, the Charlie Brown, the, dun, 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 the <laughs> walk with her head down. The uh, the fact that nobody in the damn family knows the word for brother in Spanish. Uh, I just watched an episode of the day in uh, George's Fleen in Mexico and they think he's Oscar, and he's like, "No, that's my brother, Brothero." <laughs> <laughs> and there's other scenes where like Job is saying like "mon frere" and all this stuff. Like, oh, it's crazy. I don't even speak Italian. I took Spanish. Yeah. So that means brother in French. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I know that. It took four years of Spanish. Nice yeah. Time. There you go. Uh, the guy, the other running gag of uh, the, <laughs> teaching the lessons with this one-armed friend. That's why you put it back in the fridge or whatever yeah. his lesson you is. always leave a note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the goddamn stupid doctor just takes everything too literally. The <laughs> It looks like he's dead. <laughs> well, it just minute, looks like he's dead. He's got blue <laughs> stuff all over him. Uh, when Buster gets uh, his arm taken off, he's going to be all right. <laughs> well, that's good. 
Well, you guys are taking this pretty well. He lost his hand, so he's going to be his left hand, so he's going to be doing everything all right. Oh. <laughs> kill, you son of a bitch! <laughs> what kind of doctor are you? Um, uh, maybe we got a stew going with one Carl Weathers, uh, and cool. and uh, that's it. That's one of the top ones. But there's tons of them. Mm-hmm. So all this the running is, gags. This is my number one. So I'll just jump in with one of my favorites, which is I'm not Oscar dot com. <laughs> yeah. And what was brilliant was they brought it back way later when they went to Iraq and they went to that house that was full of supposed Saddam Hussein impersonators. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end on the bumper on that show, they they arrested one of the guys and it's like, I'm not the real Hussein, I'm just an impersonator. See, the real Hussein has a scar on his eyebrow, but I have no scar. No <laughs> yeah. scar. That's right. com. <laughs> That right there, everything, the interconnectivity of everything just tied together beautifully for me. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Every time they tackle uh, George or Oscar and the cops beat him, there's always that last guy who comes in. Yeah! <laughs> He's that last hit in. Oh, God damn it. I, I, I think I, I watched that, uh, that episode I watched last night, uh, or one of the episodes when they... Uh, one of the read episodes where they throw the surprise party and uh, George falls out the window and the cop does like an elbow drop on him, like behind the hedges. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's always, if you listen, there's a subtle sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kills me. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is uh, Michael Bluth, uh, Jason Bateman, who is the, uh, he's got to be the straight man for almost every character in this. Um, and he, he does a great job. Uh, but more than that, I like that they position him as the sane one, the, the responsible one. But he, he winds up getting in the mud just as much as the rest of his family. And in a way, he's worse than the rest of them because he actually knows better. But he still like, gets up to all these shenanigans and it always backfires. And he doesn't seem to learn either. Um, yeah. You know, he, he goes in like, you know, the few episodes I've seen, it starts with him trying to be reasonable and then it kind of spirals out of control. Um, and, and I like that, that he is, like I said, in a way he's worse than everybody else because they, because uh, they're, they're all lunatics. <laughs> he's supposed to be the sane one. Yeah. Um, except for this the, except for the dad, well. who's just like total asshole the whole time. But yeah, George Bluth. Anyways, yeah, number two, Michael. Yeah, this is my number two, too, where it's just general dysfunctionality of everybody in the family. And Michael doesn't realize that he is as well. Yep. I heard that's a, uh, some people have a problem with the new Netflix episodes where Michael does become a little bit more self-aware, which then it kind of ruins that. I've only seen it once, so I don't know that those that season as much, but I've heard people say that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, my number one, Scott already kind of mentioned it, but all the foreshadowing and the fact that I think why people love this show so much is if you watch it again, it's even funnier because you find, you know, you're getting jokes that you couldn't have gotten before because they haven't revealed themselves yet. And then it's also like watching like a Zucker brothers movie or something where there's stuff going on in the background and you'll never get unless you watch it a couple, you know, two or three times. So that's the main reason I liked it or that makes it, I'll say right now, this and Seinfeld are my two favorite comedies of all time. And I, that's how much I love the show, and 
So there it is. Number one. Mm-hmm. Alex. My number one was the, right. uh, yeah, how everything, the foreshadowing and everything is connected. <laughs> yeah. And Scott. Uh, my number one is Tobias. Uh, like Jeff already ran down all the, the great things. Uh, <laughs> never knew the uh, anarapist or it's pronounced. An anarapist. An anarapist. He's an analyst and a therapist. <laughs> it's me, Tobias. <laughs> uh, the the episode where he's the security guard on the set and he uses the fake toilet. Yeah. That fucking killed me. Somebody uh, been using this toilet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the constant like like homoerotic <laughs> jokes, the homoerotic shit he's into. Uh, yeah, Tobias is, is fucking great. Uh, what David about Cross. the time where he? Yeah, what about the time when he goes to the? He needs to find a job. He wants to become an actor, and he goes to this magazine rack, and it's like. It's a tractor pull magazine, but it's covered up, so it looks like actor pool. He's like, ooh, actor pool. <laughs> and he starts reading it. He's like, ooh, look at all these parts. <laughs> so Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you were saying David Cross. Yep, that's basically it. David Cross is great as Tobias. Yes, he is. Is this before or after Mr. Show? This is after. After. Mr. Show was in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, Is that it? Yeah, Yeah. I believe so. Look at that. All right. Um, Let's rank it. Uh, I'll go first. I kind of think I already uh, kind of gave this away, but seven for me. Um, I said I hide a whole list right up there with Seinfeld, and I guess I forgot The Simpsons. So that would be the top three. would be Simpsons, Seinfeld, and the rest of development. And that's, Yeah. I love it. Um, so seven, easy, easy seven for me, Alex. I agree, seven for me as well. <laughs> all right, she was awesome. Endless yeah, okay. watchability because of all the foreshadowing stuff. Maybe this is I... another episode, but what's for you? Simpsons would beat this, right? Uh yeah, only because it it went on longer and it was strong like every season for a while up until like twelve and thirteen. And there's only been 12 or 13 episodes, seasons since then. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I catch a new season every once in a while. It's still funny, but it's not, you know, it's kind of like not my Simpsons anymore. Yeah. All right. And uh, Scott. Okay. Um, uh, give it a five. Um, yeah, I haven't mm. seen the whole series. Um, when I do like do sit down and watch it, I do think it's it's very clever and funny. Um, and there's really nothing that I particularly dislike about it, um, but the the overall concept of the show, I have a hard time with. Like I, I, I typically just have a hard time sitting through anything where people are just, as I said earlier, just lunatics. Um, you know, just I, I guess they're a little more. They're not entirely irredeemable in this series, but for the most part, they're all just kind of clueless jerks. Um, so I have a, a hard time like getting through a lot of that at once anyway um i don't know if i I sat down to watch the whole series i'd probably bump it up again to a six but uh, until i do it's a solid five so that's cool so do you have a hard problem watching like always sunny then as well for the same reasons yeah i don't i can't like i i really like always sunny um but again i can't do like a binge watch of that 
<laughs> like I, I, it's kind of like cringeworthy stuff. Yeah, I, was, I was talking about this earlier today, actually, with somebody else. And yeah, like those, those episodes, probably why I never like Seinfeld never caught on with me. Um, I was just gonna say, like all Larry David stuff is yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> like I, 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 like yeah, hard hard time with uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Although for some reason that one's a little easier for me to watch because a lot of the people in the show are just like relatively normal from the episodes that I've seen and he just freaks out about shit. But uh, um, sometimes it's other people. But uh, anyway, yeah, just that general concept I have a hard time with. Okay, cool. Um, I got the call for a bathroom break and beer break. And we're back. All right. So our our crossover list was which shows did you start watching after they've already aired or were already like I guess mid season of you know they've already been like three or four seasons in. We don't really have any hard set rules. Hans shot first. Come on. And uh, come on. So yeah, because most like we talked about earlier, most people didn't watch the rest of it when it was on. So before we get our list, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, is that how you discovered it later, Alex? On um, I mean that. I don't know how what I I'll just tell you my story and then you can see if it follow up to it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh I remember seeing commercials for it when I was watching like, X-Files maybe or whatever Fox shows I was watching at the time, Simpsons, and it looked like the stupidest thing ever. So like I kind of know why it failed. This was terrible marketing or do you guys remember commercials for it? Or? Yes. Yeah, I do remember it being pushed. Uh I might have seen an episode or two. But yeah, I I think at that point I was already fatigued with that whole kind of uh, the reality angle. Yeah, with the handheld cams and everything. Yeah, like I think they were doing it. They'd already started doing that on like Modern the Family, office. Yeah, The Office. I don't know if Parks and Rec, which came first, Parks and Rec or this. Um, this came first. Think... Yeah, even though they... yeah, this came before all that, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is before any of those, so I don't know how you got fatigued before you even got to this. Is that? <laughs> it, it's probably because of the office. Yeah, but I think even that's off. Yeah, after I thought that's that. I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. No, I thought the office and the rest of the development came about like kind of at the same time. Okay, but I guess my point is you shouldn't have had a build up <laughs> uh, <laughs> towards it yet. Anyway, fair enough. That's how I, I just look stupid to me. Like, oh, that's the guy from um, the Larry Sanders show and uh, Teen Wolf. I, I don't care. So, all right. So, list. Damn it! I put up IMDb. This is the worst episode ever. All right, for me, number five, and I combine these two because these are the two that I um I, I caught them like halfway through their run. So like they were already like three or four seasons on Netflix. I watched them and they were still active. So I caught back with them. So I'm going to combine them. And that's going to be Archer and Parks and Rec. Those are two shows that I found on Netflix. And both of them were in cases where I was watching a previous show. And this is why they do it. And my DVR would get like the first minute of that episode, right? Of the next episode. And I'd always see little intros to Parks and Rec. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks funny. Um, when I'd be recording 30 Rock or something, or The Office. And then uh, I would record Always Sunny, and I'd see, like, the first minute of an Archer episode. I was like, oh, so um, eventually, like, three or four seasons in, I saw them on Netflix, I watched them, and loved them. So combining those two. Cool. Yeah, I still I like have that. to see Parks and Rec. 
Yeah, Art, I yeah I did not catch Archer until uh, like I like got invited over to a friend's house to watch premiere of season two or something like that, and then after that I watched watched most of them since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex. Uh, my number five is uh, a very mainstay, pretty much, on Cartoon Network that I got. That I don't have cable, but I've always heard of this. A cartoon. It's called Regular Show. Actually, Scott just returned some episodes <laughs> that he didn't watch back to me. Classic on a little, me. On a thumb drive. So this might be on a future list if we ever do this list again for Scott. But right now, Regular Show, I didn't get hooked on it until later when I discovered, you know, the internet has TV shows. And uh, it's awesome. It's got a lot of references to my childhood because it was done by, you know, a guy that lived around our era and he was a big nerd too. So I recommend regular show. Go watch it. Cool. All right. Scott, number six, number five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number five is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, It wasn't until after the first season was over that I think I saw the first episode. I think it was the pilot when they go to the prom. No. Uh, what, I mean, that's not, the pilot. that's not the pilot. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Uh, well, but that one was, I think, the first one that Fred one. Savage uh, directed. That's first season, though, right? I believe it is. No, I think it's second season, because Fred Savage didn't come on until second season. And yeah, The Dangers of Teenage Drinking. Okay, I'll have to take your word for it, because I'm too yeah. lazy to look it up. <laughs> there you go. I'm always right. But uh, picking it up a year late, that's not that bad. Because I was going to say, I thought I remember, because I know this, Alex is the one that I think turned me on to it. I don't know about the rest of you, but that was pretty early on, right? First, second season? Um, I want to say at the end of the second season, that's when I started watching it. Because this is okay. my number four on my list. But yeah, okay. I saw commercials for it, and it always said like, oh, it's Seinfeld meets something or other. It was like, uh, no, I don't want to watch this. And the commercials just didn't, yeah, do it justice. All right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was Very definitely cool. pre-DeVito, which I think was third season. And I think I saw a DeVito episode, and that's what got me hooked, and I had to go back and watch all the other episodes. Okay. Um, all right, uh, my number four, I'm going to do another combo here, I'm cheating, is, but it's because they're the same person. Uh, I discover, and they're both single seasons of Firefly and Dollhouse. So both of these, I never even knew they were on TV. Like I maybe remember a Firefly commercial, but I had no interest in watching it. And I didn't watch that until we did the podcast episode, whenever that was. <laughs> but um, I really did like it once I watched it. I think I've gone through it twice now, two or three times. And then Dollhouse, same thing. I found it on Netflix and loved it. I never even heard of it. It was my friend at work told me, so you should do it. It's really good. And so those two I wish I'm kind of glad that I didn't have my heart ripped out like and that I knew there were only one ep, one, se- one, ep, one season of these guys so I wasn't too upset at the end I could imagine if you were going through and it just like ends but mm. yeah alright Alex number four that was always sunny Scott number four okay. uh, number four is Top Gear uh, the, oh that's a good one yeah the the I guess the the most prolific version of it with uh, um, the 
Those three British dudes. Yeah, with uh, James May, uh, Jeremy, and uh, and Hammond. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That show is fucking gold. Like that. <laughs> uh, not only was it hilarious at points, but I I love their like just as a kind of travel show. It was great. Um, the cars are cool too. Um, but yeah, you know, I didn't start watching that till way after all those episodes had aired. Uh, I certainly didn't see any of the older Top Gear, um, before they revamped it. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend, uh, the, the kind of middle when they really hit their stride. Um, and they were doing some hilarious shit. Uh, my favorite thing is just them fucking with each other constantly. Uh, they, they do these like road trips and have these challenges and they just screw with each other, like fuck with their cars, and uh, it was always gold. Uh, so, Top Gear. My number four. All right. I've never, I've watched Top Gear like a couple times. I'm not cars guys, I don't get into it, but I know most people love it. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, I'm not really a car guy either, but uh, I still mm-hmm. really like the show. All right, cool. All right, my number three, um, I missed most of this. I caught on the last season, which was Sopranos. Um, I had, I'd heard of it, but had no interest in it. And I think, you know, I think it was Brian had it and he, uh, either he made copies of Netflix copies or I got it on Netflix, my own. I don't remember. This is, you know, not the streaming part, but the old red envelope days. And, uh, yeah, I burned through all of that. And then I think I found out it was still going on and there was like one or two seasons left. So Sopranos, Alex, uh, my number three is Arrested Development. I didn't all watch right. it at all. I think I might have missed all four seasons. And then somebody let me borrow, or one of my roommates at the time had all the seasons on DVD, all collected. It's like, dude, you should give it a shot. And I didn't have anything to do. And then I I think, yeah, I binge-watched like two seasons that one night. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, we ne- no one ever said the stinger that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> when the... Uh, the Mr. F episodes. <laughs> Mr. F. <laughs> and she's walking. <laughs> she walks across the pool. <laughs> oh yeah. And then it goes. That was you did. That was your trick, right, Mike? Uh, Job. No, Michael. And then it ends and it comes back. It was an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the next Arrested Development, it was yeah. an illusion. <laughs> Just starts and off then- by him saying that. Yeah, and then it has uh, Tobias is on fire and he jumps into the pool to get, but they can't, he <laughs> yeah. can't sink because the magic trick. Oh dear God! What kind of water is this? Why won't I sink? <laughs> that was always my favorite one. All right, um, Scott. All right, number three. Uh, my number three is Jeff mentioned earlier, Firefly. Uh, I, I'd seen an episode early in the run and didn't like for whatever reason never got around to watching trying to watch the rest of it um, bought the DVD set and loved it and was really sad that even going in knowing that that was it uh, was really <laughs> sad when it ended um, there's some mm-hmm. classic uh, just in general classic TV episodes uh, for people if you like television that are that are in uh, that season uh, so yeah, still sad that it's gone. Firefly. Yup. All right, mm-hmm. my number two. I didn't catch this until way after it was over, and that's The Wire. Um, great show. I still, I think a lot of people missed it, and, and so I always try to tell people who haven't seen it to watch it. So 
that's enough. I've talked about Wire enough in this uh, podcast, so just watch Jeez. it. I don't want to give any spoilers. Fuck. Yeah, it's a great, 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 great. And it's got uh, Idris Elba, and it's got um, Little the guy who played Apollo Creed. Did he cancel the apocalypse? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it have Littlefinger also? Yeah, and Littlefinger. And, um, yeah, a bunch of people. So watch it. Mm. Alex, number two. Just don't watch it with children's around. Yeah. Rated R, folks. <laughs> yeah. My number two is Seinfeld. I was in high school, and Brian actually uh, told me about it. He's like, dude, you should watch it. It's like, uh, I don't know. Okay. I gave it a shot. I forget what the first episode I saw was but I yeah I fell in love with the show right away it was amazing and my dad I saw it with my dad and we've been lifelong fans ever since love me some Seinfeld yep Seinfeld is uh pretty good I caught it I started maybe third season that's why I didn't add it to my list I still feel it was oh I, I got half of it to watch live so yeah I loved it, and I think it was the, the adventure before the shrinkage episode was the one that my first episode I ever saw. I was <laughs> That's like, a oh, good one. Yeah. Oh, that that was the one. The soup Nazi was the first episode I saw. Okay, so that's classic. <laughs> yeah, it was gold. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. That stuff you wrote about, wrote for me about risk management. Gold. <laughs> Banya. All right, Scott. Uh, my number two is Community. Uh, I again. I feel like this one was a victim of poor advertising. Uh, I'd never gotten around to it, um, and then just kind of on a whim, I watched a couple episodes and was hooked right away. Um, like watching it on Hulu, uh, there was there's still like a season to go on it um, before they had their big hiatus, and they actually did one more short season um, in the end. But uh, yeah, it was it was uh, great. Uh, to get to, I, I was there's some shitty stuff going on um, in my life, and it was just nice to come home and watch a couple episodes every day. Uh, just kind of stressed out. And, uh, the show was hilarious, made me laugh. I like the characters. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm in love with Allison Brie. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I I enjoyed it all. Um, so I remember to community, and it wasn't. Like, even a show I'd talk to anybody about. Um, I don't know anybody. I don't know, like, one person that's really even watched uh, a significant amount of it. So, just too bad. But, yeah, Community. Yep, that's one I haven't watched. I've seen it, and I want to watch it. I've heard good things, but just mm-hmm. haven't got around to it. Yeah, Chevy Same Chase. Uh, like I said, Allison Brie. Uh, the guy from the talk soup. <laughs> Joel McHale. Oh, yeah. Isn't uh Danny Pudi, Albed. Isn't Danny Glover from that show? Donald Glover. Like Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover's in that show. Um the the Dean Donnie. The Dean on that Donnie. show, uh Jim Rash is fucking hilarious. The comedy secret weapon. Um, Gillian Jacobs, who's also super hot. And very funny. Yeah. Yeah, community. Yeah. Well, Parks and Rec had Star Lord, so we win. This is true. There it is. <laughs> it is known. All right. My number one is Arrested Development. So, Alex, number one. My number one is the classic I Love Lucy. Because I saw it when I, I was out when I was a kid, but I didn't want to. But my parents were like, dude, it's a good show. You should really watch it. I was like, it's black and white. I don't know. And so I put it off for years. But then Fox always had the uh, 
the reruns after certain shows. This was when I was like six or seven. I, I feel like there's, we should have sent like a statute. Like, I know because this is <laughs> I never even thought about doing this. Yeah, it, it was like all out, out. Well, I know it was way after the fact, but I put it on the list because my parents told me so much about it, but I just didn't want to listen. Uh, you know. Okay. Well, it's like me it get, get smart. Like I love get smart, but that was like <laughs> from the sixties. But technically, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he he followed the rules. Yeah, yeah this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Alex gets for thinking out of the box. Mm-hmm. Take technically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, All right. Yeah, I love Lucy. I love the show very much. So many good gags. <laughs> so much. It's, it's the gra- the grandfather of the sitcom, really. The three the first show that had three cameras, the three first three cameras sitcom. Yeah. All of that was invented by uh, Desi Arnaz and Lucy. The the best I love Lucy joke was actually in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> you hit it pretty hard that time, Rick. Lucy. Jesus. What? Oh, yeah, pretty hard that time, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the best joke. Which is That's funny. Blue for the spousal Simpsons. abuse is hilarious. Yeah. Because yeah. they did do a spousal abuse episode on I Love Lucy when Ricky throws a book off stage to to Lucy, but she misses the catch and he hits her right in the eye. And everybody just assumed that Ricky beat her and he's like, oh, come on, Rick. Yeah, blah, blah, this and that. How you could, could, be, could you be doing something like that? And then it happens to Fred and Ethel at the very end of the episode, and they forgave each other. <laughs> On a very special episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess that wraps it up. Yeah. So Wait, no, number what one. did I? Yeah, yeah, Scott's number one. Oh, oh, go. Yeah, I guess. Uh, my number one. <laughs> uh, my number one is Scrubs. Uh, There's only a couple of seasons oh, left, good. and I really got yeah, on board yeah. with it. Um, probably my all-time favorite sitcom. Uh, I could spend an easily an entire episode talking about the show but I love it a lot uh, some of my favorite all time sitcom characters and episodes are in this show so scrubs and this is another show where again uh, it, it was nice like uh, equivalent of comfort food you know comfort television as it were uh, just to be able to kind of take a break from what was going on and watch a couple episodes mm-hmm. sounds good I've never seen it you should. I know. It's funny. All right. And do we have any listener uh, answers, questions, feedback? Yes. We got some listener comments from Old Joe's number one. Joe. Arrested Development is great. He got into it at, right before season four came out. And uh, he re he watches it occasionally. So, yeah. Agreed. His yep. list is uh, number five, Deadwood. Okay. Uh, okay. Number four, Kolchak the Night Stalker. The updated one or the old one? Does he say? Since I discovered this as a kid, okay. I guess it's the old one with the movie, but I didn't know there was a series till I caught a marathon on Sci-Fi. Okay. Yeah, what was, is that one? It was a cool show. It was like I think it was like a private detective, and it would like supernatural stuff would happen. It was the oh, I can't remember. Oh, the, the bald name. guy, right? The Did... King of Siam. Yul Brenner, no. It was not Yul Brenner, no. Okay. <laughs> Are you thinking of Kojak? Oh, is that a different guy? That was Telly Savalas. Oh. No, this is... So Col- I was looking at you, kid. So Kolchak, Kolchak, and Kojak are different things. Yes. Okay. 
What about Cujo? That was a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, man's best friend. That was another dog. Anyways, says number three is Breaking <laughs> Bad. Uh, number two, The Wire, also. And number one, It's nice. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I watch seasons one through five nonstop all week, right before moving uh, out of state to start a new job a few years ago. <laughs> I can't imagine binging that much it's Always Sunny. Like I love it, but like Scott, the yelling gets a little old. Damn it, Charlie! We're just them being super shitty to each other. Like, <laughs> I need a break from that. Well, that I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, me either. That's pretty much just us and our friends. Anyways, we have a new listener commenting, Mister Bill, Mister Anderton, Bill Anderton, and uh, yeah, he comments that always. I mean, Arrested Development. He discovered it four years ago. The funniest show ever made. Season four was different, but still good. Which is good to point out, because even when it's a bad season of Arrested Development, it's still a lot better than the shows out there today. I'm looking at you, Big Bang Theory. A piece of crap. Is that still on the air? Jeebus, well, I think, yes. I think of all the shows we mentioned on this on this podcast um, tonight, uh, the only one with a laugh check was I Love Lucy. Um. Mm, yeah. So no, Seinfeld did. Oh, yeah, well, Seinfeld did have it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Uh, Alan Edwards has he commented to before? He has, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, good to see you again, Alan. Uh, his number five is Arrested Development. Development. The yeah. Arrested yeah. Development. This margarita is good. Finally, all my friends jokes Gotta about play the play a game of horseshoes. <laughs> Why haven't we made that joke yet? I don't know. You remember the band Arrested Development? No. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, the song, um, I don't know. But there's one of them, all of a sudden in the middle of the song, the girl goes, going to play a game of horseshoes. There it is. <laughs> You're, on your own. You're on your own, old man. <laughs> they actually assume. They sued Fox over the name that they won, too, I think. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You, you may continue, and I will Anyways. jump in with the actual name of the song. He says, uh, Alan says, finally all my friend's jokes about the banana stand made sense. It's like, yep. <laughs> Is number four, Batman, Adam West. Yep, R.I.P. Old chum. Uh, number three, Band of Brothers. Okay. Did you guys watch that? I saw... Yeah, quite a few episodes. I don't. I don't think I saw the entire run of it. Mm-hmm. I I watched that from the fir- first airing, and uh, I believe is it the first episode or the second episode ha- aired the day before nine eleven, because I remember thinking, "War sucks, man. I hope we don't. That shit doesn't happen." And like the next day, I was like, oh, "Okay." Ugh. Yep. Is number two nice is one. one I should have had on my list. Number two was Thirty Rock. You just watched the whole thing six months ago. Dude, that show is great. It is. And uh, oh, number one, Firefly. Yeah. Yep. Can't can't read. <laughs> yep. Forgot about it. Then visited about a years later. Showed me the first season on DVD. <laughs> well, first and only season. Alan, sorry. Spoiler alert, Alan. There's only one season. Uh. Yeah, I love Firefly. Ta 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 Tennessee. That's Arrested Development. 
Remember that song? Still crickets. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't remember this goddamn song? Uh, <laughs> band? I'm looking at images of the band. It doesn't help me with the sound. The, the... <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, uh, I'd like to make a correction here. Uh, the underage mm-hmm. drinking was the third episode of season one. Of Always Sunny. Oh, okay, you've been. It's been noted. Yes. <laughs> Your previous testimony has been stricken from the record. All right, it's time for Alex. No sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. sports There's one more uh, guest reply, but I'll get to that in the news section because she had breaking okay. news. Ooh. But oh. I like sports. Uh, so finally, Vegas is uh, getting a sports team. Okay. For hockey. All right. The golden, the golden showers, and they have a game October versus Dallas. <laughs> just one. Yep, just one game <laughs> to test out, test out the waters to see how this hockey okay. thing goes. Make, make sure the, oh, they play on ice. Make sure the ice stays frozen out in the desert. That, uh... Well, the casinos are always bone chillingly cold to keep the old people playing slots. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Pumping the oxygen. Slots. There's no, uh, there's no clocks anywhere. Yeah. So who knows what time the game ends and mm, starts. This is true. Anyways, I'm looking at the picture of some of the dudes that got drafted. Man, they look like they're 12 years old, like straight out of the Mighty Ducks. Jeebus H. Well, they're eight, some of us that are 17, 18 years old. So go, go, pull, go pull out your senior picture and see how you, how you look like. Jeebus H. I look terrible, I bet. Hey. Hey. Yeah. So go if you like hockey, go to Vegas because that's the only thing they got going for them now. I what guess. What if they're going to allow betting in the arena? Why wouldn't they? Because they typically don't allow betting on site sporting events. Yeah, yeah. It might the NHL might allow that. I think they're going to open mm-hmm. that up to basketball at least one of the. Anyway. Anyways. All right. It's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, light light news uh, for me this week. Uh, but some fairly significant news. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller have been dropped as the directors of the new Han Solo prequel origin story yep. movie. Let uh, me preface this by uh, listener Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. She uh, sent a link out. On our Facebook. Oh, thank you, Shane. Seeing this and, and the uh, uh, new director. Do you have that? I do. Uh, but let's yeah. go ahead and uh, uh, what do, see what Shannon has to say. No, she and has, I will just say, she just I say said, ironic. Yeah. Sorry, the, the new director, and we're doing this episode mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Wait, would Jeff, just Jeff the... would you say it's ironic? Oh, whoa! <laughs> whoa! It's the Iron Giant. I knew it. Yep. It's Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. It's not I Clintic. What? Echo. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> she just sent a link that uh, uh, <laughs> that says that uh, it's indeed Ron Howard <laughs> that's going to be directing, taking over directorial duties for the Han Solo movie. Uh, so I'm getting an echo. That sounds like you're going to retire from baseball. <laughs> today. Say t- 
Yeah. <laughs> Today. Wow, I'm I don't I don't get it. I mean, I don't get the echo. Okay, I get um, the joke. And anyway, uh, it it obviously never bodes well. Uh, bodes well when they have these top level changes for a movie when it's in production. Um, I mean, maybe it's early enough that it won't affect it, but this this doesn't sound good. I mean, obviously Ron Howard knows what he's doing. Uh, yep. But still, no, they're over halfway. Th- they're over half halfway through filming already. Yeah, yeah. It's never. This is never it's really good. bad. Never good. You know, and I and I I tend to side with uh, um, the directors when this stuff happens. Um, who knows? Maybe they're making a shitty movie, and the producers stepped in and got rid of them. Um, I'm not sure what the whole story is here, um, but typically, well, there's the... yeah. Go ahead. It's interesting because there are two stories to this. I forget. Uh, what's her face that's heading the Marvel movies that put out a a, a tweet or something that said, oh, th- these guys you know, just didn't fit the vision and everything and I wish them the best of luck and it just wasn't you know, the right fit. And then there's an inside source for Variety that says they were just straight up fired. So. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, so I heard there was kind of they were making it too jokey. This is that report I heard. They were making it too. Wait, whoa, whoa! Lego. The, the guy, the guys that directed the Lego Movie were making right. it too jokey. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy, the the, the actual writers, it's, which is Larry Kasdan and his son, I think, were like, no, no, no. There was kind of this clash back and forth, and then mm. so finally, they, I guess they wouldn't uh, yeah, make the adjustments. Right. I forgot Kasdan is a screenwriter. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what? What were they really expecting to get out of this movie then? Were they hoping for yes. kind of like, as we mentioned last week, something like the Russo brothers um, with yeah, these guys? Probably. for the, Like, it would translate very well to kind of what they wanted. But you, mean, you can't have guys that are known for comedy and they make it funny. Like, you can't really be surprised by that. Um, oh, yeah. I think remember the same thing happened on um, Rogue One where they had to do brought in some guy that and lighten it up reshot a bunch of well, stuff. that was the opposite right yeah they had like, to lighten it up i know but i'm saying they hired a director and they didn't like his take so they brought somebody else and this time yeah if you i agree with you they should hire people they want then and don't just pick the flavor of the week or whatever yeah. like I, yeah like ant-man yeah exactly it's you know it was, it was fun and i liked it but i still can't help but imagine if it was all um What's his face? What's I, can't his face? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar, Edgar Wright. Thank you. Edgar Wright. It was yeah, all Edgar Wright. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. This, this stuff. I don't know why anybody would ever put up with that shit. Like, <laughs> I guess there's millions Money. of dollars involved in giant egos yeah. at that point. Um, but still, to just have somebody come in and be like, nope, we're just going to replace you. That's going to be the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, but I think they get to keep their monies. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I, yeah. you know, this is all relatively speaking. Yeah, it's not like they're they're losing their houses and stuff like that. Like, it's it's yeah. not like these uh, like animation studios that put themselves out of business making the like doing CGI for things like Life of Pi. Right. Hey, so how does that work? So, I mean, this probably wouldn't happen to a, a director that would, would have enough back end points, right? So you know, you get your salary and you're going to get your back end points. So. I don't know if these guys had that, but let's say they did. Do you think they still get money? Ah, it's I, if if their agent mm. or their whoever their manager 
uh, were smart. I'm sure it's probably like standard shit like this where in case they get replaced like this, that whoever replaces them, it's going to cost them so they don't just do it out of hand. Yeah. And if you're like them who are still relative newcomers, you know, they, you don't have to play or you have to follow the rules a little bit better. Like whatever um, I'm sure Christopher Nolan wants to do now, like they'll do whatever, right? Yeah. Or whoever the, you know, the big guys are now. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, the uh, These massive directors, uh, you know, they they make movies under their own production studio. So <laughs> so basically there is not a person that can tell them a goddamn thing. Like, <laughs> to, like mm-hmm. there's no orders from on high. They can do pretty much whatever they want. Like, like nobody's going to still oh, – no one's telling Spielberg what to do for a long time. Um, no one's telling – like you, you mentioned Christopher Nolan. He has his own production company. So no one's telling him what to do for the last like. But is that true? Behaving your own production company doesn't mean that you're petting the money. What? No, I'm, the I'm movie. sure there's all that that same bullshit with notes and things like that. But at that point, yeah. you're pretty autonomous. I, I would imagine. Uh, where yeah, there's there's people with yeah. money, but there's like so like Disney has like the creative control as well over these Star Wars films. Uh, not just they're not just the money people. You know, it's not like New Line putting in money for Lord of the Rings or something like that. Uh, where, right. where Peter Jackson was pretty much using his own production company for that. So, I think I think, mm-hmm. the, I think the, that whole Artur things I think just works out better for the most part. Um, I mean, otherwise you just kind of have to catch lightning in a bottle. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we did it with yeah. shot first. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, like if you're gonna hire people with the vision and let them do their vision if you don't want and you just want this overarching everything's kind of the same then yeah just hire you know yes men directors or something right like I mean there, there, there are a couple understand. of exceptions here like uh, that that is his name Kevin Feige 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 that's how his name's pronounced but he seems to be doing a pretty good job as like the guy running all the Marvel shit um, yeah. even though he's not the director and he's not the writer yeah. But he seems to have like a, but like, like he's a vision that he's kind of kept for this whole thing. Yeah, but he's the one that, you know, forced Edgar Wright out. He's the one that like Joss right. Whedon left over, right? So yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, it's kind of the yeah, same yeah, I'm thing. Not, I'm not saying it's necessarily for for the best, but I'm saying it hasn't been uh, like detrimental to the to everything as a whole. Whereas when, where it's just like a single movie and somebody steps in and it's like Oh yeah. Know, yeah. Movie. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's, that's it for me. Uh, Alex already shared his juicy tidbit. Thanks again, Shannon. Yep. Listener, Shannon. Yeah. Thanks, Shannon. Uh, yep. Thanks, Shannon. Uh, Jeff, did you have any news? Anything you wanted to add? Uh, yeah. Just the one thing. Did you guys that had like, like the toxicology report came back on Carrie Fisher? I, d- I didn't and want like I like I heard that. No the, boy, no. I didn't want to. I didn't want to know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I won't say. No, it. no, just it's fine. It's she, fine. Uh, yeah. I, I've. I've I think like everything was in her system. It was like heroin, cocaine, uh, sleeping pills, and but they said she died of sleep apnea. I don't know if that's made worse with drug taking. I don't know, but it's, sucks. It's, it's, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, she certainly had her demons. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's it. Uh, oh, the other thing I just said is not a rev- not a review, but. Um, 
God oh, damn it. What's the name of the show? A new show. The sh- season two of a new show starts tonight. Ah. Oh, uh, from the comic. Uh, Preacher. Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, Preacher. I mean, Preacher. Oh, hey. Preacher. Uh, Preacher. So. Um, a, a quick review. Uh, I watched Chips. Because <laughs> I wanted to watch something that I absolutely would not have to think about. And uh, it was not good. But oh. uh, it did have quite a few moments that made me laugh out loud. Um, if you're a fan of the old chips, um, I guess you find something in this for you? I don't know. It seems like such a niche show to, to spawn a movie. And they, But anyways, they went the kind of 21 Jump Street route with it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Michael Pena and Dax Shepard, they're pretty good together on screen. Um, and they're pretty funny. And again, some of the, the jokes land pretty well. Uh, but for the most part, it was pretty rough. Also, it was only an hour and 40 minutes. So it was still like at least 10 minutes too long. But I but I mm. like the fact that it wasn't two hours. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say about it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jeff just mentioned new shows, and that made me remember something I did want to talk about. Uh, I think it premiered... What the hell was that? <laughs> No, don't worry about it. I'm trying to find a song. Jeebus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, nothing, nothing but quality here at On Uh A new show de- debuted last night on Netflix, uh, Glow, The Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. Oh, yeah, I'm um, watch that. God damn it, Jeff. I, I, I turned <laughs> uh, Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling, um, starring Allison Brie. So I, I will be giving it a a view uh so you won't have your pants on though jesus you love this alice and brie i do brie pants will be on though because a lady that fine you gotta you gotta romance first as bender would say (laughs) the crushinator yeah but pa i love him uh so that so yeah again that started up um that looks good i'm going to try to give it a whirl i'll have more to say about that next week Okay. Jeff's, Jeff's cracking himself up over there. <laughs> no, you you were cracking me up with whatever it was you said that I forgot already. Uh, but yeah, that's, oh, that's the, the crushinator from oh, Future yeah, okay. Sorry, <laughs> from Future Ram. You better not touch any of my robot daughters. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's it from me, um, Alex. It is tidbit, and Jeff. I I think you spoke your piece. Uh, I did. Uh, so what are we talking about next week? Uh, we're gonna. Get back into the the action well, um, and talk about a a great sequel, Predator Two, uh, starring Danny Glover and the titular the Predator. Uh, he was not too old for the shit at this point. Um, and uh, for our crossover topic, we will be talking about underrated sequels, uh, sequels that maybe uh, flopped or that. Maybe other people didn't like, but you thought was a, a great addition to the the catalog of that particular series or IP. Uh, so yeah, like Bloodsport too. Sure, if that's what you want to do, Alex, <laughs> that's you do you. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, that's all right. It. All right. Uh, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> 
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.